doing, people? How is life treating you? This is the latest of our matchroom boxing uh, lives. This time, as you can see by the uh, the apparel, we're matchroom boxing USA, catching up with a lot of our stars from over the other side of the Atlantic. We've got four-weight world champ Mikey Garcia joining us shortly. We've got the WBA light heavyweight champion of the world, Dimitri Bivol. We've got the undisputed welterweight world champion, Cecilia Breakhouse. We've got a little curveball with our friend Logan Paul joining us. We've got Gabe Rosado, and then we've got the current internet sensation, former world heavyweight champion, Joseph Parker. Uh, I hope everyone's keeping well. The weather's unbelievable, as you can tell, with a little bit of tan today in the garden. And we're going to kick off straight away. Um, I believe Mikey Garcia is on the line. I'm going to try and find him. These have gone pretty smoothly so far. I won't speak too early. Mikey, if you're there, hit the uh, chat button and we'll get you on. I've also now found out, I know it's terrible, I should have known earlier that we get one hour with these things before we get kicked off. So we need to make sure we uh, we crack on. A uh, few, few comments about the tan, it is real, of course. We all know over here in the UK, once it hits 20 degrees, that's it, mate. Speedo's on. Trying to locate Mikey Garcia. Here he is. I'm in now, four time, four weight world champion, Mikey Garcia. Hopefully, going to be connecting uh, right now. Champ. How are How you? you? Doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm yourself? Good. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Listen, you're, you're one of the lucky ones. You were one of the people who boxed just before the quarantine. So yes, you're, you're, yes. You're just you're just chilling out. And how's how's life over there? What's it like? That's good, man. Uh, just here hanging out. Got my my little one playing playing video games. <laughs> how's the car? So, how's the car collection? Just, it's it's growing. I bet it is after the last paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought me another. I bought me another car, but. Um, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll promote it. I'll, I'll send it out once uh, once the time is right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, but yeah. uh, we've been hanging out. You know, like you said, it's just, we're fortunate to play to 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 uh, be able to fight right before the whole uh, crisis. You know, so it, it, it's really unfortunate for all the other fighters whose fights keep getting postponed or moved. But um, you know, it's just it's just you know different life life now right now. Let's talk about that last fight against Jesse Vargas. Um, obviously, a great fight, great win for you. When we met in London, you know, well, one thing I admire about you is you don't really care what weight class it is, obviously, within reason. But we know that everybody seems yeah. to think your ideal weight class right now is 140. But is it just the stubbornness sure. in you that where people say <laughs> you're, you're not a welterweight? You're not. A, I don't think, personally, I don't think you are a welterweight. And I think you know you're not a welterweight. No. But it's just that. I, I you know, know I'm not. I know I'm not a welterweight. And, uh, you know, I would definitely be better uh, at, at a lower weight class, you know, like 140 pounds. But I believe that my ability and my talent, uh, my experience will allow me to compete at the highest level, even at the 147-pound limit against the top guys. And that's why I, I, I'm, I'm deciding to stay at welterweight to try to secure big fights where I can show everybody that my talent is, is much greater than they've ever seen. And, and I think, you know, we were able to show 
some of that uh, in our last fight against Jesse Vargas. We fought a, a tough fight. He's a tough fighter, uh, very determined. He came to win. He was probably the best Jesse Vargas of his career. And I was still able to uh, take control and show that, you know, even though he had height and reach and size advantage, I was able to overcome a lot of that. And I think I can do the same with a lot of the other top welterweights in, in the division. Particularly one of those, Manny Pacquiao, obviously not the biggest welterweight. He has got you know, huge wins on his resume, 147 pounds. We know that sort of after that fight, there was some talk. We spoke to their guys and, you know, obviously Saudi were looking at that fight as well. Is that still a, the standout fight for you in the division? I think the style matchup between you two is outstanding. Yes, I, I, I would love that opportunity to fight Manny. Um, I think style, styles, um, you know, make fights. And he's not a tall, lanky fighter that can complicate things uh, like, like Errol Spence did. Errol Spence is, is a tall uh, fighter who uses the reach very effectively and height. And, you know, he's a southpaw, which always complicates things. Manny's still a southpaw, but he's, he's a lot smaller in size. So he, he's, he's, he's uh, shorter in height. Uh, he doesn't have the reach uh, like some of these other welterweights. So I think that, that's, that fits much better. To, to, uh, to get an entertaining fight with me. And, and I think it, it just fits right. I mean, I remember sparring with him years, years ago. And I was able to, uh, you know, fight similar in, in the ways to, like, the Morales or, or uh, Marquez, you know, boxing. And we did very well. You know, it was only sparring session, but I felt good. I was able to time. I was able to use my, my jab effectively. And that's why I think that fight makes the best sense right now. Um, to prove to everybody that I can be a, a world champion at the world's weight limit. Obviously, a fight that a lot of people are talking about right now. One guy you have shared the ring with in Errol Spence, the Terence Crawford matchup. I think it's up there. I think you against Manny and Crawford against Spence, two of the best fights pound for pound that could be made right now. Obviously, you've done the 12 rounds of Errol Spence. Do you see him beating Terence Crawford? I'm asking as a fan. Look, I, I think that's a, that's a very complicated fight for both. Because neither one of them has faced another guy that can box effectively, that can use the height and reach, and has great uh, ring generalship, great uh, boxing IQ, like themselves. You know, Terrence has fought some of the, of, the, of the better fighters in the lower divisions, and lately he hasn't really had the, the challenges. He hasn't really been faced against anybody with the with top challenge. Uh, Arrow, Arrow is a terrific fighter. I think that would be a great matchup. You know, it's, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick a, a winner, um, but that would be perfect. And then if I do a fight with Manny, I think that'd be, that'd be a, another great matchup. Like, like we've all talked about it. So I think those are the biggest fights at Walter at the, at the moment. Um, there's a few other names that are also big fights. Danny you know, Garcia. Big names, but I think Danny Garcia, you know, would, would be terrific. Um, so there's, there's a few big fights. There's a I'll big like, fight. I like you a few against Sean Paul right now. well. I like all of them. You know, I'm, I'm down to fight anybody. I ain't, I ain't saying no to any name. You know, um, as long as the timing is right, we, we, we settle on a good agreement. And I, I'm here for everybody. I have to ask you as well about your former uh, division where you won a world title as well. A fight coming up on the zone once we get back up and running. Maurice Hooker against Regis Progre. Uh, when we, me and you sat down yes. in London, Regis was a name that was on that list as well. How do you see that fight playing out between those two? Oh, that, that's a very good fight for both the guys right now. Um, they both want to get back on top, you know, so I'm, I'm sure they're going to be very hungry for, for, for a win and they're going to get in the best shape possible. You know, they know that a win 
brings uh, opens doors to much bigger fights for 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 either one of them. Um, I I actually I actually think uh, I think uh, Regis Progray might be the the, the favorite on, on my end. I think he's uh, he's solid. He's strong, and uh, you know a Hooker he he got stopped by by uh, uh, Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. So that that's the only thing that that, that kind of still in, in the back of my mind. You know can. Can, even though it's a long time now, it's gonna be a long time by by the time you know the, the, from the from the from the uh, Ramirez fight. You know, it still takes a while. Some fighters don't don't recover well from a from a stoppage. Don't don't come back as 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 motivated or or as as sure of themselves. And that's the only question that I, that I have about about Hooker. So that's why I kind of lean towards towards the Regis Progray uh, uh, victory. Okay, mate. Listen, before we go, thanks for coming on with us, Mikey. Quick word out for your fans. Everybody's struggling right now, stuck indoors. Just stay positive. Yeah, yeah, just stay positive, you know. Um, you know, stay positive, you know. Uh, don't be going out for unnecessary things. It's it's a serious thing, man. Uh, this could be life-changing, you know, worldwide. You know, we never experienced anything like this. Never never even imagined experiencing something like this uh, around the world. And, you know, um, I was just talking to my brother yesterday, and, it's it's kind of uh, in a way funny, but you know it's serious business. You know when you look at things, if, if there's no vaccine developed soon, and this continues, who knows? I mean, we could be doing this for 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 several years. We could have a whole new generation, you know, of, of kids growing up knowing only this type of life, where everybody has to be wearing protective masks, or or there's no more schools. Everything's online. Everything online, you know, for for for. For, for the kids, no more playground, no more going to the theater, unless you're wearing maybe a whole bodysuit or something. I mean, this could be really, really uh, uh, huge in, 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 in the way it impacts life. So let's take care of things right now before it gets there. You know, stay, stay home. You know, be very, very careful uh, who you're with, not to be around groups of people, large groups of people, and, and try to just be patient. You know, stay calm, be patient. Uh, we do things, things will go back to normal. Mikey, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Look forward to the next one. All righty. Cheers, pleasure. mate. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Mikey Garcia, top man, four-weight world champ. A um, couple of questions coming in, a lot of comments. After I didn't realise how much I caught the sun today. I think it might be the light. I'm not this burnt. Honestly, it's more of a Latino brown than a red lobster. Uh, a lot of other questions coming in about my old man. Uh, he's good, he's fine I had to drop something off to him earlier it was a bit sad because I had to drop it and he came out and gave me the wave um, he had a heart attack on Sunday he had uh, two stents put in two blocked arteries he's back home obviously hoping that he hasn't contracted any coronavirus while he's uh, uh, been in hospital but he seems all great back home, resting, sleeping up so I really appreciate the uh, you know, the the uh, all the, the messages of support. So does he. We're, he's shocked, actually. So listen, we're going to go to, I think, arguably now, in my opinion, one of the top 175 pounders uh, in the division right now, Dimitri Bivol. This is another guy who is like, uh, we had Demetrius Andrade on the other day. No one really wants to fight him. Dimitri, if you're uh, standing by, press the invite button. And I've got to say as well, this is another guy who he... He just wants to talk English and he's learning English and he, he doesn't like to have um, a translator there on the phone. Just trying to find him now on my, uh, on my list. 
There he is. We're going to find out what life is like in Russia right now. We're worldwide tonight. We're worldwide. Bring you some of the pound for pound best fighters in the sport. Dimitri. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Good, good. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Tell me firstly, obviously, we're in the UK in London. We just went to Los Angeles with Mikey Garcia. You're in Russia, I believe. How is Russia? How is life in Russia with obviously the big coronavirus and, and uh, the change in the world? Um, things are going worse in Russia because people, most of their time, stay at home. Uh, the gym is closed, <laughs> restaurant closed. But uh, I have a one gym. Don't, don't tell anyone where I can Just go. Just for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Secret. Secret gym. Yeah. You were, you were going to fight in uh, May time. So obviously for you now, it's probably going to be more like July or August. How frustrating is that to stay mentally focused and ready? Um, doesn't matter for me because uh, I'm young. Uh, I have my belt. Uh, when I uh, see my belt, uh, I think about I have to keep it and I have to get more belts. And this is my motivation to to be in shape. You're you're a great pro in that respect, Dimitri. I have to ask you. I read some interviews uh, this week about a lot of things being commented about Canelo and. You know, obviously, I speak to Vadim Kornilov nearly every day. And these guys are just dying out for you to have a major fight. We've talked about Canelo before and you moving to 168. Do you feel that 168 is, is realistic for your future? Or do you think you can move between 68 and 75? No, of course, uh, I see my future in 175. Uh, but uh, I told about uh, I can move down to get a big fight um, and uh, I don't have a problem to make a 168 uh, against Canelo uh, why we are talking about Canelo because uh, Vadim said, uh, said told me that he has a problem with his opponent and uh, I know that you and Dazon don't have a problem to make a fight for me against Canelo it's true. Maybe Canelo will. Maybe, maybe Canelo. Maybe Canelo but... has a problem. I don't have a problem. I mean, <laughs> we, we have to we ask got... him about this. <laughs> of course. We've got Billy Joe Saunders, of course, um, you know, who's due to fight him. He does have a hearing with the board that may take place. There's Gennady Golovkin. But certainly for you, uh, I know that you wouldn't price yourself out with the money. Uh, you would, you'd make sure the fight happened. You want to fight Canelo. Yeah, of course. Uh, first of all, I want to fight against him uh, to make my uh, own history. Uh, and uh, then uh, then it's about money. Of course, uh, we are here to earn money, but it's not uh, my goal uh, to get more money. No, I have enough money. I'm happy. Uh, but uh, first of all, I have to use my skills and... Uh, open my talent and to show my talent for boxing fans this is, uh, it's make me more happy than i than money good i'd like to hear that um i have to ask you for me one of the best pound for pound fights in boxing is you against arthur betterbiev 
You know, he is now the unified world champion. Uh, you have the history. You know, you know each other. He's a big puncher, exciting. You know, you've shown everything from great technical ability to punch power as well. You against Artur Betabiev, for me, when we come back from this worldwide problem, is a fight that boxing would need. I would love to see that fight this year. Yeah, of course, it's it's great fight. And it's a really tough fight for me and for him, uh, I think, uh, because we little bit know each other. Uh, and uh, Arthur Bitterbeef is the most dangerous fighter in the world, and the one of the most, because he has a, a power. Uh, he's really powerful. and uh, But he has uh, two belts, and... Uh, Mm, it's it's uh, a probably risk. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Worth the risk. Yeah. Worth the risk. Is it? Is it's it my my wife is <laughs> is here. Listen, your English your English is outstanding, uh, Dimitri. You know, yeah, thank fantastic, you. fantastic. Um, thank I just you. want to ask you one question before we go as well about the British light heavyweights. We have two very strong uh, light heavyweight challengers over here. We have Callum Johnson who had a great fight with uh, Artur Betabiev on the floor with a left hook. Yeah. And, and another fighter that many believe is one of the top young prospects coming through in Joshua Boatze. Are you, are you aware of these, these guys? Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, I watch uh, their fights. Uh, I watched many fights uh, in light heavyweight. Uh, mm. And, uh, of course, I, I think uh, he's one of the big... Uh, <clears throat> Joshua Boatze, mm. one of the big star from uh, uh, from United Kingdom, and I think uh, in the near future maybe we will fight. And uh, what about uh, Callum Johnson? Uh, mm. Yes, he he has a powerful too. Um, powerful power has a power. Maybe too. maybe Boatze fights Johnson, and then the winner fights you. Um, Maybe, maybe, maybe me fight uh, against uh, Johnson or Boatze, and yeah. then <laughs> maybe in the UK. Maybe why not? Yeah. Why not? We, we we can talk about it, and uh, I'm ready to fight anywhere. Listen, Dimitri, it's a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you for coming on. We send you our love to Russia, and we'll yes. speak very soon. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Dimitri. Bye. Bye. Do you know what? What a classy guy. What a classy guy. Um, Great fighter. Another guy, a bit like Demetrius Andre, I was saying earlier, who many don't particularly want to fight him. And I feel like he really needs that breakout fight, whether that's against St. Canelo would be a dream. But for me, Dimitri Bivo against Artur Betabiev is the fight to make. Right, we're actually perfect time here. Um, and we're going to go into Cecilia Breakhouse, the first lady, one of the reasons that Boxing has exploded for the women. The undisputed world welterweight champion. She was actually due to fight on April 17th on the Regis program. Maurice Hooker card. She's going to be fighting Jessica McCaskill, which is a great fight. Um, I'm just going to see if uh, Cecilia is on the line, which she is. We're running like clockwork tonight. And we've gone London, L.A., Russia. Cecilia, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. We're, we're going everywhere tonight. I just said we went to LA, 
We've been to Russia. Now we're in Big Bear. I understand. Yes. And if there's anywhere in the world like isolation, it's Big Bear. So you're, you're almost always isolated up there, but now you probably don't even notice what's going on. <laughs> well, it is uh, quite different. Like you say, we're staying inside. We are uh, keeping, um, uh, you know, our social distances. We are very careful with the hygiene. And our boxing training right now is uh, shut down. So I'm just in a gym keeping my um, strength and conditioning up. Um, I have a very tough fight coming up. How do you... I spoke to someone the other day who was due to fight a couple of weeks before you. You, of course, were supposed to go April to April 17th. Um, and they said that they feel like almost they need another camp when they come back from this, you know, which I, I didn't really like to hear that. I understand it, but it's going to be one of those situations where right now no one knows when the return will be. I hope that your fight is rescheduled for June, certainly July. But you've almost got to stay focus because that call could come any time to say right here's your new date and it kind of like if you're not ready then it's going to put everything back well of course when something like this happens uh, you have to reset but we are fighters we are professional boxers this is not the first time a fight has been uh, um, has been off for us so so what we do we go back to the gym and we stay in shape we stay ready um our training changes a little bit of course and you know our daily uh, goals and motivation change a little bit but the main goal goal is still there and it's uh, it's still the fight so when you get uh, you get the call about uh, uh, the fight or the show is on then um, you should be ready to get back to the gym and uh, get some sparring in and um, and yeah be ready Let's talk about that fight with Jessica McCaskill. Um, she's kind of been a bit of a revelation herself. She had a great fight with Casey Taylor at 135 yes. pounds. Probably gave her one of her toughest fights yet. When she was really inexperienced, Jessica McCaskill, came back, won a world title at 140, unified the division, now steps up. This is a, this is a tough fight, isn't it, against McCaskill? She's very game, she's very strong, and uh, she's, she's definitely going to come to fight. I fought, uh, we both fought uh, Farias, which is a brilliant fighter. And I actually thought Farias was going to beat Mikalski. So Mikalski beating Farias, a world champion, so seasoned, so good in experience. That was a big deal. That was huge. So I think um, those who have followed uh, boxing and followed uh, women's boxing for a while, they know that this is going to be a real tough fight. And those who haven't are the ones who are saying that, you know, this will... And this will be just a walkover and then she'll be ready for her next um, uh, challenge. And that's definitely, Mikalski is definitely not someone you're overlooking. And I'm not doing that either. Well, obviously at the moment, everyone's talking about future fights with Serrano and Taylor. And we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. That's what everybody is, is messaging, talking about right now. I have to bring up Carissa Shields because, you know, she's, <laughs> she's relentless. I mean, I felt sorry for you the other day on Twitter because I know you're, quite quiet you don't really like any beef and she's good for boxing because she doesn't stop you know she's like on social media all day she's achieved a great deal as well but she's just you know she's on you isn't she she is on you she wouldn't let go the other night i think she has a little bit crush on uh, uh yeah, it's quite possible <laughs> no but i you know what you said there i 100 percent agree clarissa is good for boxing you know she brings um uh, excitement and she uh, she brings the fans in and they get uh, 
very, um, um, you know, caught up in the whole thing. So, so she is, uh, she is, um, she is a good thing for boxing. She's still, she's still young and she's still learning how things working out. You know, I've been here, I've been, um, doing this for a while now. So of course I, I've been through, uh, um, uh, a lot of ups and downs and, uh, <laughs> It's not the first time I've been in uh, tough weather, um, but um, Clarissa, you know, I um, I think I um, pointed out to everyone why this isn't happening right now because I have I'm in a foursome that is quite extraordinary. Like this mini tournament with me, Mikelski, Katie Taylor, and um, Amanda Serrano. And that's something that, uh, you know, it would take a lot to drag me away from this, to, to be part of this all world champion, all, you know, potential Hall of uh, Famers. It's, uh, it's quite an astonishing situation right now in, in uh, women boxing. And for me coming, starting out when we were not allowed to go to the Olympics and um, Yes, the the whole boxing thing being quite different. I think for me this is uh, a little bit. Um, it's it's a little bit different maybe than the girls who came who went to the Olympics and then went straight to the big um, promoters and TV screens. Um, I think this has a little bit different meaning for me being a part of all this. Well, of course, one of the reasons that boxing for women did move into the Olympics was Katie Taylor and her push for that and the Olympic trials and stuff like that. Her fight was due to take place uh, on May the uh, early in May, May the 2nd with Amanda Serrano. That's now looking like July. I want you just to give me a little bit of analysis on that fight. I've, I've watched Amanda Serrano a few times now on our shows. I think she punches very hard. She's extremely confident. Um, a few people think that could be a, a tougher fight than expected for Kate Taylor. Yes. For me, it's a totally open fight is 50 50 i cannot for for anything pick a winner here because they are so good uh with what they're doing uh you know katie taylor is so brilliant she's technical and she's so fast has a great footwork um serrano she's strong you know she's relentless and um she's also a pretty good uh she's also a good technical and smart um uh fighter I just, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be an amazing fight. And I was, I'm so looking forward to this fight. Um, and then you have the winner of both these fights meeting That's each other. Yeah, I mean, basically, the winner of Ewan McCaskill and the winner of Taylor Serrano is, is a done deal, really, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's an absolute must. The biggest fight in women's boxing. But when you talk about your weight for that fight, obviously, the fight with McCaskill is at 145. Yes. And Katie won a world title at 140. She struggled to make 140. She struggled to reach 140, rather, rather than make it. So you think you could come down a pound or two or you know, around from 145 to, to get that on? Yes. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I'm a small uh, welterweight, you know. I walk around as a welterweight. That mm. shouldn't be a problem at all. Good. And just, just lastly, Cecilia, obviously you were responsible for the growth of, of women's boxing in the professional ranks just incredible right now to see not only the growth of women's boxing but also and we know that there isn't financial parity yet between the, the mm. women and the men but we are 
you know, we, we, we're really making strides and we're getting it. And I think the mega fights are going to start seeing that, that big money and, and you, you deserve it. You know, I think that I, I always say that in the press conferences, it's, I don't look at it as men's boxing and women's boxing. It's just boxing. It's a TV product for fans and broadcasters. And if it's entertaining, it's entertaining. And all of the top level female fights are always entertaining. Yeah, and I'm glad more and more come around to um, to to understand that point. You know, we have um, there's always been um, unfortunately um, guys who has uh, more insecurity with themselves and um, more um, what can I? Yeah, I honestly some of the most amazing fighters and promoters up has been who's been supporting me has been uh, Tom Loeffler, it's been you, it's been Vladimir Klitschko. Um, I can mention a lot of the, but, but they like you say they just see they just see a fighter. They don't see if you're a male or if you're a female. That doesn't matter to them. It doesn't. Um, we all do it for the love of boxing and uh, and I think you know it's just so weird to me that what kind of sex you're born with is um, is that correct um, yeah. in English yeah okay you know it's just um, that 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 that's um, uh, that is the thing that is actually deciding what you're going to pay. Ring. I understand. I understand. We got there in the end. I just want to say thanks for coming on, Cecilia. <laughs> I wish you all the best up there in Big Bear, and we look forward to rescheduling the fight with Jessica McCaskill very soon. Thanks, Cecilia. I think um, I want. I don't know if that was her uh, internet or mine. Yes, once again, I do apologise for the extreme sunburn of sitting out in the garden all day today. Uh, great talking to Cecilia Breakhouse. That's a great little quartet, isn't it? Cecilia Breakhouse, Jessica McCaskill, great fight when we come back. Um, also, Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano. For me, the best fight in boxing right now. The winner of those two fights are going to fight the winner. Quick reply on my chat who wins out of those quartets mccaskill breakhouse serrano and taylor who you got to come out on top of that fight now slight curveball here with our man listen ask logan paul if he'd come on and give us a chat last night i don't know if he's even going to join us or if he's going to be ready i hope he is we'll uh we'll wait for him to to join us waldy if you're there waldy our our U.S. social media guru. Have we heard anything from Logan Paul? Are we going to be joining him? Have a quick little look. It's not like Logan Paul to be late, to be fair. A um, few questions coming in. Any news on the fight night champion? Listen, you know the amount of times that I've been trying to speak to EA about bringing out a new game for Fight Night. Logan Paul is here and ready. We're going to watch the followers go up here. This is the this is the art of Logan Paul coming. Watch these followers rock it up when I see the main man. Yo! What's good, Eddie? Hey, 
you you looking that bad? You won't show your face or what? I'm looking good. That don't look like Logan Paul. <laughs> I've pressed the wrong button. How we doing, mate? Nice to see you. I'm doing good. <laughs> Thank you. Great talking to you. Well, that was a bit weird. I can't believe I've pressed the wrong button. <laughs> oh, mate. That is hilarious. I pressed the wrong button. Let's try again. Logan, where are you? <laughs> Here he is. Right. Now, this is Logan Paul. That is hilarious. <laughs> Bro, I'm Yo, dead. what's happening? <laughs> I'm dead. He goes, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the guy? He was like laying in bed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Logan, what's happening? Why don't you show your face? And he showed his face. It's just some random guy. Yo, that was hilarious. Did you think that was me? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, who's in your bed? I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've seen the rumours, but I didn't believe they were true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was funny, man. That was funny. How are you, mate? Uh, surviving and thriving, man. How you doing? Well, it's probably like, uh, obviously, it's not a good time for anybody, but as I guess as a content deliverer, someone that can create content on the fly, yeah. you know, in, in your world, nothing yeah. really changes from a work capacity other than going out. Are you, are you in LA right now? Yeah, we're in LA. Yeah, man, we, uh, we talked about it on the podcast. We uh, are blessed that we have a job that doesn't require us to change much. Like all we do is, is, is shoot and record dumb shit around the house. And we're still doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, uh, Mad times. What's your what's your thoughts on everything right now? I mean, like for, from a from a guy from the UK, we're watching Trump every day. Like one day it's it's irrelevant. It's not really that big. Next next it's a national disaster. Like it just yeah. just seems like total chaos right now worldwide. No, I it, it absolutely is. We were talking about it last night in the house, and like uh, I I was trying to think of the last event that that had had affected the entire planet, like the whole everyone on the on in the in the world. And I don't know, even like, even like um, a world war, like not all countries were involved in that or, or a horrific like terrorist attack. Some countries don't even know about it. Isn't it? It's like normally, normally you can get away somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like somewhere, you, can't, something. you can't go anywhere. With, like you can't yeah. fly anywhere. It's, like, it's not that safe. Go there. That's not affected by it or it hasn't hit there. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, no. that, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. So, like, I, def I definitely think this will go down in the books as a, as a very significant event in all of our lives. And I honestly just can't believe it's happening. But whatever, we're doing, yeah. we're doing what we so, can. We've only, got, we've only got three or four minutes. I want to talk a little bit of boxing, Logan, because a lot of my followers, hardcore boxing fans, we know I took a lot of heat for doing the fight. I loved it. i got to say, I, lo I loved yeah. working with you in KSI. I thought the energy was amazing. Yeah, yeah. The press conferences were what I learned so much about your world. But I also have to have respect for you guys because you trained hard. And it was it was arguably the best fight of the night. You know? And yeah. It was, it yeah, was yeah, good. Yeah. And it was close. Like, we know it could have gone either way. What, when you yeah. look back on that experience in November last year, do you, do you reflect on that fondly? I mean, obviously, it was the second one that you've done. But how did you yeah. find it all? I mean, the whole thing changed my life. Like, boxing changed my life. It, it took me out of the rut I was in after the Tokyo thing. And like I have to give props to you for taking the bet on on two YouTubers. I think uh, KSI and I just both happen to be crazy enough to devote quite literally all our time to to try to become a boxer, anyways. Um, 
and yeah, man, like for the rest of my life, boxing is now going to be like a, a staple of, of my operation. I, I still box to this day and ho hopefully we can get together and do it again. Is there hunger from you to do it again? Like, obviously we know that you have the ability to make money on, on any crazy sort of thing that you do. And we know that that would generate a lot of money, another fight with you. But is there an element of one, almost like a semi-addiction to the training and the buzz and wanting to do it again and actually get in there and, and win? Yeah, I say, I, I ask people, I say, uh, or when people ask me, like, I, what I think about boxing, I go, unfortunately, like, I'm addicted to it. Because it's like, it's a dangerous sport, which is why it's so exciting. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, 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 I do have a lot of ways to make money. Uh, but boxing, <laughs> it tends to be the most fun. And, and I have that taste in my mouth. I have that yearning to uh, <laughs> get a W. Like, I need to win one. <laughs> so I'll, I'll be back. Well, one fight that one fight that everybody knows, you know, speaking from us and DAZN and you know, general the the reaction from the people is the Antonio Brown fight. Very different oh, yeah. in that obviously you and KSI two YouTubers, the biggest in what you do. But this fight just reaching out to a new audience. Of course, the, you know, American football fans, which is a huge, huge number. Yeah. What's your thoughts on the Antonio Brown fight? I mean, we spoke to him, we spoke to his people, we wanted a crazy amount of money, you know. Is is that? Are you motivated by that fight? Do you think that that's an interesting fight? Uh, because of, you don't like that anymore. Nah, nah. I, I was for a bit, and then I realized like Antonio Brown's just clinging out of my name to get some clout for a second while he tries to figure out his life. And when I when I realized that he's he's actually not interested in fighting me, uh, probably because he doesn't want to lose, and I'm confident that I'd beat the shit out of him. I kind of I kind of backed off. Two two more questions. One is. We know you have a wrestling background. Right? Yeah. And I would, I would actually like to make you <laughs> MMA myself. Definitely not doing it, but promoting it. Can we <laughs> yeah, do yeah, something? Yeah. Let's, let's launch Matchroom USA in MMA, Logan Paul in MMA. Is there an MMA fight in you as well? And do you think that that's actually, you, you'd probably be underrated in that discipline because of your background? <laughs> that's my secret, bro. That's, that's, I'd yeah. be. I mean, that's my shit. I need to. I need to do one MMA fight before I die, and I'd love to do it with matching boxing or matching MMA is whatever you want to call it. Matching, matching yeah. pull. You know. Matching pull, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have, I have, I have to do one. We just gotta find the. We saw your brother. He uh, he tore apart Anderson Gibb in Miami. Was as they say in the sport, easy work, light work. KSI Jake Paul. Is that? I mean something you guys want to see. I get messages about it all the time. And actually, I think he, he may go into that fight as a favorite as well. Do you, do you think there's a chance that fight happens? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's, it's on JJ. Like, I don't know what, uh, what he's doing, what, what he's planning on doing. I know he's, he's making music right now. And, I, I, you know, Jake wants to do it. I think, I think it'd be a great fight. I also, uh, I also think Jake would take the W on that one, but it just depends if, if KSI is done with boxing for good or not. Well, mate, listen, it was a pleasure catching up with you. I really appreciate you coming on. Look forward to yeah. catching up with you and talking business when this is all over. Stay safe. Sounds good. Love Sounds good. Thank you, Eddie. Cheers, lady. Thank you. Bye, mate. Bye. Peace on me. Do you know what, right? I've got to say, I really like Logan Paul. I think, like, I've spent a lot of time with him now. When I met him, I have to be honest with you, I thought, this geezer's not sure about this guy he's super bright he's a decent guy and he's always working he's always thinking i like logan paul i really do
And I think I'm going to give him an MMA fight, to be honest with you. Anyway, we're going to move on. We're doing unbelievable on time right now. Unbelievable. This is like clockwork. We're going to go to Gabe Rosado now. Um, one guy who was giving us entertaining fight after entertaining fight. We had Danny Jacobs on recently, um, giving a, a little bit of beef off about Mr. Rosado. And uh, we're going to try and find Gabe Rosado in the house. He's going to be over in LA as well. Okay, Gabe Rosado. Gabe Rosado. Here he is. We're all good. We're like cock. We've got Gabe Rosado, then with Joseph Parker, and then we're done. Yo, what's up? How we doing, boss? Good, man. Chilling. LA, Philly. No, nah, man. I'm in LA. How's uh, how's quarantine cheating you? Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. My time schedule is all messed up. I'm used to getting up at four thirty in the morning. I'm getting up like at eleven, twelve. Come on, come on. Pop is doing the nuts. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that gym down? How's the gym down there? How's, how's it been for business? Because obviously it's crippling for so many businesses, but you've just started up a great new gym in LA. You were flying. Yeah, yeah. I saw all your social media stuff. It was packed yeah. all the time. No, Typical, the, gym, right? the, the gym, man, it was, it's doing, it was doing great. I mean, right now it's on, it's on hold, but it was doing great, man. You know, uh, staying busy with it. Uh, it's, it's one of those gyms where it's not really uh, for for boxers, it's more just the average folks that just, mm. you know, get off from work, come to the gym. So it's, it's dope. Last time out was, I think, uh, forgettable in that. Yeah. <laughs> For the people who don't uh, know, basically, Gabe was standing by to fight Danny Jacobs because yeah. Julio Cesar Chavez is fucking crazy as, as shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we always felt that actually Danny Jacobs would probably end up fighting Gabe Rosado. So Gabe was standing by. He was going to have a little eight-rounder on the card just in case he didn't fight Danny Jacobs. Anyway, somehow, some way, Julio Cesar Chavez finds his way into the fight. So Gabe's in not much of a fight. That, I'm gonna... and, and he paid an extra million. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, not me, not me. Chavez did. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then... I'm going to get Gabe on early, right? So Gabe comes to me and says, listen, why am I on so early? I said, well, listen, there's such a packed card. You're in an eight-rounder. What I could do is we could Well, I was actually you. a ten-rounder. Ten-rounder. I yeah, could yeah. float you and we'll, we'll, we'll fit you in. There's going to be stoppages, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, of course, there isn't really a lot of stoppages. And Gabe sits there for about six hours waiting to fight. Danny Jacobs goes out. The madness ensues. The beers come flying in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like the whole ring is covered in Tecate, right? Yeah, yeah. And the commission say to me, "No, we're done for the night." Gabe's sitting there. I think by then, even by that point, you were like, "Do you know what? Maybe I'll just go home." Yeah. I said to the commission, "Listen, give it five minutes. Let Gabe fight. You know he's been training, and I wanted you to have the win to get the win yeah, to yeah. come back because we know we're talking about world championship fights." Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you go out there. There was about there was about twenty people there. Everyone's gone. <laughs> And I'm doing the media backstage and I'm popping out and watching. It goes the eight rounds. And I'll see you coming back. And I was just like, oh, no. And you're like, yo, Eddie, Eddie, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I've just got to go and see someone. Wait a minute. But listen, I was pleased that you got out and got the win. You needed that win on your record uh, coming off, off the Selecki defeat. But we want to talk that you've given unbelievable entertainment over the years. We feel yeah. like you still have a lot left in the sport. Yeah, I, want to go sure. straight, I want to go straight into the Daniel Jacobs. Yeah, question. Yeah. 
Firstly, where does that beef come from? I saw something with you two on an escalator uh-huh. ages ago, but you thought yeah. you two aren't like massive on beef. Do you know what I mean? Like Danny, I've I never really seen Danny lose his head. Which he, I mean, no, the, yeah. other, the other night I gave him the list of all the world champions at sixty-eight, and he says he wants to fight you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, where does where it come it, from? I think it comes from with two East Coast guys. He's from Brooklyn. I'm from Philly. And me and him were supposed to fight years ago. It was way back from when I fought Peter Quillen for the world title, which was a fight I was winning. It got stopped on cuts at the end. He was up to fight the winner. And then it kind of just stirred from there, where we were supposed to fight and it never happened. And then I, I said some things about him that he didn't like on, uh, you know, I said I called him a bootleg Andre Ward. He didn't like that. <laughs> and then uh, so he threw shots back, and then that's just where it came from. But... um you know, I've been calling them out, been wanting to fight. I think the fight is huge just in boxing, period, but especially if it was in the East Coast, being he's from Brooklyn. I've headlined in Brooklyn and in uh, Madison Square Garden, so I have a big fan base in his hometown. So it's just, it's just well, one listen, of those fights Or we could do it in Philly. I spoke to him the other day. He said he was happy oh, yeah. to come to Philly as well. well great you saw, out, so great you saw, you saw the time. crowd was selected. Oh, man. It was, it was that nuts. was unbelievable. That was one of my favorite fights. Yeah, yeah. Um, of the year, you and Selecki. The atmosphere was unbelievable. Yeah. But I think, I agree. I think you against Danny Jacobs in New York or in Philadelphia goes oh, well. Oh, for sure. You, you confident in that in that fight? I mean, look, he's a, he's a two-time world champion. Moved to 168. He's, You're not really a 168 guy, but like, he's moving there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Here's the funny thing. Me, me and Jacobs, we did a camp years ago in, in, in Poconos, in the, um, in the Poconos in PA. And... Um, you know, I kind of see his style. I've seen him throughout the years. I feel like, especially now, I'm with Freddie Roach now. Freddie Roach is just, a, we had a great camp. We were preparing as if we were fighting Jacobs, thinking that Chavez would come out. So we had a great camp, great sparring. I feel great at 68. I feel a lot stronger at 68 now that I don't have to cut down. You know, I, I walk around like 85. So for me to get down to 60, it takes a lot of work. So, um... I like my chances with anyone at 68 right now. At 68 is loaded, so you got you got Smith, you got Saunders, and you know you got Canelo. Everybody, man. So I think with um, Freddie Roach, man, we're just we're ready for whoever at the division. You've been around boxing, you know boxing inside out. When we talk about that 68 division, and we look at yeah. the champions, and give you those four world champions: Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, yeah. Benavidez, and Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. Starting with number four, the weakest. I want you to rank those those uh, those four champions for me, and don't, don't sit on say, the bench. And going, so I would say number four because he's inconsistent. Is Saunders? Okay, Saunders is the most beatable out of all of them because he's inconsistent and he's just everywhere. And this is a is a you know, I would put Saunders four. I would put um, Plant three. Yeah, even though I like Plant a lot. But he hasn't fought, you know, really a big name. Then I'll put uh, Benavides, and then I'll put uh, Smith. Smith number one. Yeah, I really wouldn't consider Canelo the uh, the top guy because I don't. Canelo's holding the interim, and and Smith holds the world title. Yeah, two big yeah. guys, Smith and Benavides, yeah. two two monsters at sixty eight as well. Yeah. Two yeah. massive guys. I love that fight. Like Benavides that. is re- Benavides is a really good fighter, but he's still young. So there's a lot of learning he has to do, but he's a good he's a good fighter. But yeah, I would put I would put Saunders four just because he's very inconsistent. 
But Sanders has skills. You know, he might start calling you out now if you now you put him number four. He won't like that. <laughs> well, we, well, we were remember we were supposed to That's fight. Right, yeah. On the on the on the Paul fight on the yeah. Paul card. Yeah. Exactly. And you know it just didn't work out. Well, that's why we needed like, to get you to win. He, he, yeah, that, he that, 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 that you're right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But, um, Listen, so yeah. for you, for you, hopefully we get through this soon, and we we look to make that Jacobs fight on the East Coast. Can we talk about your yeah. career, Gabe. You've had some amazing fights, some amazing Close. nights, but you just yeah, keep yeah. kind of reinventing yourself. Yeah, you know? yeah. like it's like oh, yeah. Rosado's done, then he comes back, gets a couple of good wins. I mean, you lost against Sulecki yeah. in a very tight fight. And in fact, if you would have yeah. started better, you would have won that fight. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But what's, yeah. left, what's left for Gabe Rosado? What does the future look like over the next I've, couple of years? You've given a lot to the sport. I think it's going on 15 years pro, which is crazy, right? So Bernard Hawkins says you're lucky to have 10 years. So just to have 15 is, is insane. But I think, I think I'm sharp, you know, the experience, and then I think now bringing in Freddie into the into this next chapter, I think is going to open everything up. I think for sure we're going to surprise the 68 division. I mean, I see myself. My goal is to win a world title against whoever it is. I think at our, at my A game, I can definitely do it. I, I'm my, I'm my worst enemy, honestly. Any fight that I've lost, it wasn't like I got you know dominated. There were fights that were close. Bad, bad decisions or cuts or things like that. So it wasn't like I was ever, you know, maybe a, a, a Golovkin fight was a fight where he definitely got the best of me, you know, it was a Golovkin in his prime. But um, other than that, man, I've always been in a fight. I think it's just up to me to just staying focused, staying sharp, having a good camp, and then bringing in a trainer like Freddie who pretty much controls the camp. I'm a control freak. So if you allow me to control the camp, I'm going to call the shots and it's going to yeah, be the way I'm going to do it. With Freddie, it ain't, it don't, it was my first time doing a camp with Freddie where I literally just did whatever he wanted. You know, no no entourage, no nothing. It was just me and Freddie. That's so that good. was that was kind of like something new where I went into the fight just feeling great, you know. So it was just a different look. So I, I, I think it's, we're going to see uh, Gabriel Rosado win a world title. Good stuff. Hopefully, well, listen, hopefully this year. Well, we'll I see. Think, listen, I think the UV Jacobs is... is uh, a good chance of happening and I think the winner of that fight has to go and fight for a world title so listen it's been a pleasure having you on my friend stay safe over there alright you stay safe oh and and, yeah, go, um, go. and prayers to your father as well um, thank you mate no he's, he's good oh, Daniel Jacobs has just, Daniel Jacobs has just come on and done a laughing face at you any, <laughs> any last words any last words listen I, I will I will not I will knock out Daniel Jacobs if the fight happens because I, I can beat Daniel Jacobs. I see a lot of flaws in his game. I think he's more hyped than anything. I like the guy, but I don't think he's what uh, they make him out to be. So I, I would definitely like to fight Jacobs to knock him out and do what Canelo didn't do or G didn't do. So definitely. Okay. All yep. right, well, I'm sure he'll respond in due course. And we'll speak soon. All right, for sure. Cheers, Gabe. Take care, mate. All right, man. Have a good one. Listen, I like, I like Jacobs against... Uh, there he is. Scrub. Oh, you missed it. I love Jacobs against um, Rosado, and I like it on the East Coast. I like the build-up. I like the fight. I like everything. So, we'll see. When we're back up and running, it's a fight we'll definitely look to make. I know Danny Jacobs wants Callum Smith and other world champs. We've got one more guest. The guy at the moment has been causing waves on social media. One of the nicest guys you ever meet. One of the best heavyweights in the world, Joseph Parker. Going to try and find him. Bang, straight in. Look, his clockwork. 10-2.
This guy has woken up at 6.50 in the morning in New Zealand to speak to us. Yo! Good morning. Is it really 6.50 a.m.? 6.50 a.m. New right, Zealand I've got, time. I've got to say, I'm, I'm very impressed. They, I spoke to the guys yesterday. I was like, look, we've got to get Joseph Parker on. They said, well, it's going to be like 6.50 in the morning. You come back. I'll be up. I'll be ready. And uh, how's, <laughs> how's, how's New Zealand? We were just talking oh, about one of, one of the guys saying yeah. um, that this corona thing is obviously crazy because it's affecting every single country worldwide. There isn't anywhere that isn't yeah. affected by this. What's, what's the procedure like over there right now? Is it is it lockdown? Uh, is it you know self self isolation? Is it yeah, social distancing? I think it's, uh, it's, we've, we've been locked down since uh, since it started. I mean, we've been locked down nearly three weeks. I haven't even left the house, you know. And I'm I'm pretty lucky that I have a gym here at home. Um, you know, I got a treadmill and bike and weights, and so I'm keeping in shape. But New Zealand is on lockdown, and I think uh, hopefully it passes soon. You know, I'm I'm eager to fight, and I'm eager. To, I'm being training and keeping in shape, so. Well, really? you know, you're, you're lucky in a way, Joe, because I just said to Mikey Garcia, who we had on earlier, you were like the last card in the US. Yeah, we get, were. To yeah, get through. And with, with your, with your uh, inactivity, because of your illness, if you would yeah. have missed, you know, if we wouldn't have got that date and you missed this, you've been now looking on to July and August. Do you know what I mean? It would have yeah, been over yeah. a year since you were out of the ring. So although you're looking to get in back as soon as possible, you have got the yeah, benefit yeah. of you, you didn't fight too, too far ago. Yeah, and that's what I was saying to people. I think I was, uh, I said it was, a, it was a blessing to actually fight in the beginning of the year. After a slow 2019, getting a fight at the beginning of the year, and then look at, look at what's happened. And there's a, like, you know, there's a lot of cards or a lot of fights that were meant to happen. Now they're all postponed and moved. So mm. hopefully when this passes, you know, those fights can be, um, you know, take place. And then we can sort of jump on a, a card as soon as we can. Let's talk about that last fight with Sean Dale Winters. I thought it was a good performance. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people underrated win, uh, under... Uh, yeah, underrated uh, Sean Dale Winters. And um, I think he came to fight for sure. And once you got into your flow, I thought it was a good performance. I thought it was sharp, explosive, great finish. Were you, were you pleased with, with the performance? Yeah, you're, listen, you're always pleased with uh, an awful win. And then you're pleased when you get um, you know, a good a good win in an incredible fashion. And I think you know, that's what captures the attention is the, is the knockout. So I think, like you said, once I slowed it down and, and sort of picked my shots, um, you know, the knockout did come. So I was happy. With, I was happy with the knockout. Very happy. Obviously, now moving forward, I think we know, um, speaking to you, speaking to Dave Higgins, we want that big fight now. You know, it's, it's an absolute must that your next fight is a big fight. Um, <laughs> for me, I would still love to see the fight with you and Derek Chisora. Obviously, he's going to fight Usyk. Um, was May twenty yeah. third. That's that's now postponed. Who have you got your eye on in the division right now? Of course, there's there's a big potential fight for you in New Zealand as well. Yeah, there's a. You know, I mean, what what do you think? What do you, what do you think is next? Do you, do you know as, what? As think, one of the best promoters in the world, what do you? What well, can, what I think. Do? I mean, firstly, obviously, the best promoter in the world, Joe. Not one. Oh, okay. I that, think that's sorry, very, sorry. very important, mate. That. Thank, thank you. Mate. <laughs> but I think I think that I think that um, you know I love to fight. I've, I've, I've got a complete mental block of your uh, your your uh, New Zealand compatriot uh, heavyweight unbeaten heavyweight junior far uh, yeah. junior far for me like when we talk about the junior far fight I like the junior far fight for New Zealand for us to come over and do something different over there yeah. you know we know we've been talking about launching matchroom in New Zealand and Australia with yeah. you and Dave and all that kind of stuff um 
I think that's a that's an interesting fight for New Zealand. For me, I want to move you towards a world heavyweight championship shot. And I think you look at the division right now. I love the fight with you and Luis Ortiz. Uh, I love yeah. the fight. Uh, I love the rematch with Dillian White. White, White rematch. I love, yeah, yeah, White rematch. I, I even like the Andy Ruiz rematch, to be honest with you. Um, you've got Hergovic. He's up there making moves. You've got Michael Hunter. Yeah. You know, you've got Alexander. You and Povetkin's a great fight as well. We'll see what Isn't happens. Isn't it fair to say that there's a, lot of, there's a lot of possibilities and a lot of fights that we can make? There is. And I think that now, when we return to boxing, every sport is going to be trying to capture the attention yeah. and, and, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. space. So if we don't come back and start making major fights, like fights major. people want to see. And for me, there's going to be so much congestion <laughs> of fighters looking to get out. The ones yeah, that are ready yeah. to step up in the big fights, they're the ones that are going to come back ASAP. Do you know what I mean? And the heavyweight division, yeah. the heavyweight division's on fire. I would actually like to see you and Ruiz again. I know that obviously you beat him first time out, but I think that Andy Ruiz is going to be in a lot of interesting fights. You know, I'll, I'll I think Andy. so too. After I'll, that, that win with Joshua and then losing yeah. him, but hopefully, you know, he keeps in shape. And I mean, it's life changing those fights for him. And I, I still think he give a lot to the sport. I mean. Sit down with Kevin, David, and, if, and you, and if it makes sense for us to fight them, we'll fight them. We'll fight anyone. Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, I know you're up for the big fight. I want to talk about your latest social media explosion, right? I mean, <laughs> who who is filming these things? Because they who is cutting and editing? They're like top top quality. I want yeah, to get well, these, listen, I want to get these TV bubble. execs in my in my life. My bubble is uh, my, my partner my, my, and my yeah. kids. And then uh, my sister and my friend, my good friend, Kerry Russell, does the groceries for us, right? right. And he's the one that's filming, ideas, editing. And uh, he also does the groceries. So he's the man behind. He's a, I call him the magic man because he's made some magic happen. Mate, it's unbelievable. People are actually... I, listen, like... I, I think I asked you to jump in one of the videos. Yeah, do you know what? I, I was... Yeah, I know. I should have I should have jumped in there. I was gutted you when I saw it. it. <laughs> you had Buffer, you had Tyson Fury and everything. When's the next one coming? Um, as soon as he comes up with an idea, we'll, we'll start filming again. There's nothing else to do. I mean, you're oh, stuck no, at home, no. kids' time, training, and then, I mean, we've got a lot of time to film. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. We'll talk about um, the heavyweight landscape, Joe, as well, and you're right up there, certainly in the top mm -hmm. five, six fighters as well. A couple of fights that are due to take place. I just want to get your yeah. quick opinion on them. White against Povetkin. Do you see Dillian White coming through that fight? Yeah, I see the, uh, you know, isn't it sort of um, like the the challenge of the left hooks? They both got good left hooks. And uh, I see Dillian coming through because uh, they're young, hungry. I think uh, Favikin's been around for a while, but I think he's slowing down. Do you think Usyk is just uh, too good for Chisora? Or do you think up at that weight, <clears throat> Chisora is going to be going to be a pest for him and going to cause him troubles? I think Usyk was, a, the first fight was a good welcoming fight for him into the heavyweight division. But I see him... With his, uh, the skills, you know, and he's got you know, a variety of punches and very technical fighter. I think he'll, you know, he'll 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 beat us all. AJ against Pulev, good fight. Back for AJ. Good fight. You fancy? You fancy yeah, the... I think that fight. Yeah, that that fight was being promoted a while ago, right? And then Pulev yeah. obviously pulled out for some reason. So I think that fight, AJ will come on on top. You know, he's always and... improving, and getting better as a fighter as well, and as a champion. And the Fury uh, Wilder rematch. You see Fury same. Same way. I just see Fury dominating. Yeah, I think three, three fights. I think he won the first fight. Um, second fight, obviously, he, he destroyed him, and I think the third fight will be the same result. Well, Joe, I appreciate you coming on so early, mate. Just a quick message to everyone. We have got about thirty seconds before I get cut off for the hour. 
We know you're going to be back in a big fight this year. Quick message to yeah. your old fans and your new fans all around the world. Oh, message. Thank you for the support. I uh, hope everyone's keeping safe and keeping well. And uh, tune in for the next videos that uh, we're going to be planning. Eddie might be in them. Oh, mate, yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready this time. All right. Mate, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for getting up for us. Thanks, Eddie. Cheers, Joe. Bye, mate. Cheers.